welcome. Just before I get into the actual episode, which I recorded previously, I just realized something and I wanted to give you a heads up on that, which is that I screwed up. Um, it seems that I, w- I was using a piece of so- software to record these episodes and and then I went through and when there was way- too much dead air because I was thinking too long and it was annoying me or if I made annoying noises like this, like or uh or anything that I felt made, made me look stupid, <laughs> I tried to cut those out and in the end I made myself look stupider because what happened was the the audio software, for some reason, took the bits and the segments and kind of flipped them all around and put them in weird orders, so certain parts of it don't actually make sense. So I'm going to have to take down a couple of the episodes and either re-record them from scratch or re-edit them or just put them up with all the dead air and that in them and, you know, so be it. The crappy thing with that is that I deliberately recorded a couple of them knowing or thinking that I had the the ability to delete out some of the dead air and then unfortunately because especially with the episode about the 10 steps because that was so long that episode I made the sin of not actually reviewing it before uploading it and so that one got screwed up pretty good so Anyway, uh, just bear with me. I'm going to be re-uploading a few of them as I go through them and review them. I'll have to take them down, put them back up, which sucks, but that is the nature of it. So, anyway, on to today's episode. It's kind of an interesting one. It's all about Ethan Suplee. Welcome to today's episode of Man's Search for Muscle. I actually don't have a title for this show yet, because I don't know what I'm going to call it yet. So hopefully one comes up. Uh, I just wanted to make a a little bit of a, an episode talking about a couple things that I came across that I think are relevant to this series I've been putting together. The first one being that it came up on my news feed, Ethan Suplee. Hope I pronounced that right. So you might remember him from... Well, I remember him from My Name is Earl and Mallrats. Mallrats was the first place I saw him. I I want to say he was in a couple other Kevin Smith movies, but maybe I'm wrong. But anyway, and then of course he was in My Name is Earl and he was hilarious. He was the dumb, fat brother. Well, he has transformed his body in a way that I wouldn't have believed if I didn't see it. Uh, it's it's incredible. He actually, he looks like a... I was going to say a pro bodybuilder, but the thing is, he's, he's always wearing a, a shirt in these pictures, so I'd suspect he's not completely ripped, per se, but he is definitely muscular and, uh, and relatively lean. And it's, it's quite amazing. Now... From what I understand, he did this after... It took him about two years to get to this point. Now, he's been dieting on and off. And there's been some pictures I've seen of him where he was just lean. He just lost a lot of weight, but not necessarily muscular. But I, from what I understand, this um, 
this transformation into this more muscular physique took him about two years. Now, first and foremost, obviously, it's it's amazing that he was able to do this, and it would have taken him a lot of work, a lot of dedication, a lot of perseverance and patience, and and I, I started listening to his podcast. I haven't fully got through it, but it was enjoyable, and he's clearly educated himself quite a bit on um, on nutrition science. It's we- it's weird hearing Ethan Suplee because his voice is kind of the same, right? But talking about things like thermogenesis and things like this, it's it's pretty funny. Uh, it's definitely enjoyable, and it's fun to hear his journey of how he went through, and he yo-yo dieted quite a lot, and. So obviously he he put a lot of work and dedication into this and that's fantastic. Now the other thing that I always think about when I when I see these stories is well how how applicable is this to the rest of us? And thing is so he's in his 40s and so not probably in his hormonal prime and he's uh, put on what looks like quite a bit of muscle in a short amount of time uh, as well as losing a lot of weight. So is it realistic for somebody in the same and and I mean when I say a lot of muscle weight uh, he's he looks bigger than a lot of people that have been training for years and years and years and years. Um, now, maybe they've been training wrong. There's certainly that. But And, and to, one of the things to be aware of is that based on the stories he was telling about how he would he would, uh, you know, lose some weight and then gain it right back. I think his body type is prone to put on weight. So he's probably got the, the types of genetics that are good for building muscle, uh, which, so it's good on him for using it towards, you know, building muscle and, and not, uh, at the moment, not fat. Um, that said, is it is it necessarily realistic for other people in their 40s to want to achieve that naturally? Well, I don't know, but at least it's it's. I would say it's very in, inspirational what he's done. Um, it does it does also bring up another good point I was thinking about, which is that you know physiques are fluid. They're not you never quite arrive and when you think you've arrived that's when you inevitably decline that's been my experience is whenever and that's actually one of the downfalls to um i guess body transformation competitions i i understand that i've done quite a few of them myself and i find them to be a good they have pluses and negatives, the pluses being that they can help give you sort of an external motivation towards, and and accountability. But the thing is, once it's done, 
then you have this sense of emptiness and it's like now what and what's been my experience is most times I usually fall off the wagon as it were and it's now there's suddenly that external motivation is gone so I kind of let myself go um, so uh, so that's that's my thoughts on that. Uh, but anyway, it's if you haven't seen it, uh, go check it out. Uh, Ethan Supley, I think he did some some amazing things. Actually, I couldn't find a ton of what his current program is, but it is a push pull leg split, which is a a split that I've been doing for a while now. Um, the the difference I'm doing now is because I'm focused on on volume training so hypertrophy I've actually switched the switched out my arms so basically I do biceps with the chest days and triceps with back just to give them a little bit of extra uh, stimulus a little bit of extra love I guess I think that's pretty much all I have to say on the subject of Ethan Suplee um, I did want to read you something. It was a very cool quote I came across. And I came across it in a sort of weird way. I don't know that the story is particularly relevant, but here it is anyway. It was that through a series of going down the rabbit hole of YouTube videos, I saw somebody saying that they were extremely moved by a book called Stoner by... John Williams I want to say and I was fascinated I was very curious and pretty much all the reviews I read of it just said it was it was profound and it changed their lives and it's a must read and all this stuff I actually never heard of the book before which maybe makes me you know a bit uncultured because it seems to be quite a popular book and so I read the basic synopsis of it and was like, I, I don't know, I wasn't, parts of it were kind of interesting because they seemed to be, they seemed to be similar to experiences that I've gone through. And maybe that's part of the appeal is that a lot of people can say that, is that, or they can say that, you know, it spoke to them in that way in terms of the, the experience. But that's, but not entirely. I don't think that's enough. And so I was quite confused about what made this thing so good. Or not, not necessarily confused, but curious. I mean, it, I, that's what happens when I hear that something's really great. And I just don't understand what makes it so great. I want to dive into, well, what could possibly be so great about this? And... I saw one review and he read a quote from it and this this quote was uh, it was a very powerful quote that somebody said in in the book and it sounds like it was ju it's just one of many things so that probably has is what makes the book so enjoyable for people is because there's these moments of profundity 
within it. So uh, let me just pull up the quote here. It's actually a pretty famous quote from the book. Let me just see if I can find it here. Okay, the quote is, you must remember what you are and what you have chosen to become and, sig and the significance of what you are doing. There are wars and defeats and victories of the human race that are not military and that are not recorded in the annals of history. Remember that while you're trying to decide what to do. So it's a pretty moving quote. It's very thoughtful. It's something I think we can take apart all day, but I just thought I'd share that with you and leave it with you, and hopefully you can find something personal in there. It does make me want to read the book. Amazing that one little quote can do that, but that's uh, that's a story for another time. Anyway, I think I'm going to wrap up this, this episode. Um, as I said in the introduction that I recorded a little while ago, I'm going to be re-uploading one of the episodes that got messed up in the editing process, so you can stay tuned for that, and my apologies for anyone who went through it and didn't understand what I was talking about.